Hello and welcome to the Punch Pod. My name is Panchreel and this is a podcast where I discuss creativity, art and everything in between. This is more of an everything in between type episode. In today's episode we talk about privilege, education, social capital and the complete unfairness of elite private institutions in India. Now we'll begin by understanding what exactly social and cultural capital means because that will put the unfairness of elite colleges in perspective. So let's begin. Capital is a very broad term that can describe anything that confers value or benefit to the owner of that capital. Social and cultural capital is basically the value both material and otherwise that has been accumulated by a community over generations. Now, this can play out in many different ways in real life, from getting a job or an internship because you have a relative or a family friend who works at a certain company to not having to look for work at all because you have a family business that you can take care of. from having family living abroad to having access to all the latest gadgets music and pop culture of the time if your family in india is able to understand and speak english fluently that's also a sign of social and cultural capital there's so many examples of this here's a quick experiment think back in your family history and see how many generations have had college education and i'm talking about professional education here like doctor engineer lawyer or journalist If more than two generations of your family are educated, that education has resulted in the accumulation of the social and cultural capital I spoke of earlier. And this is 100% a result of caste privilege. In a country like India, it could not possibly have come otherwise. The presence of this social and cultural capital doesn't mean that you have it easy. It just means that you won't have as many obstacles as the first generation learners will. and by that i mean people who are for the first time in the history of their family entering colleges and higher education institutes for the betterment of society as a whole we must make sure that these people feel comfortable and welcome in these so called elite institutes thankfully in india we have the reservation system a kind of affirmative action program which aims to bring about fair representation in colleges and level the playing field if you think and i know a lot of people think that the reservation system is unfair some have even gone to the extent of telling me that it's unconstitutional to you i would say please read up on why it was put in place and what it aims to achieve your families for generations oppressed ours and now through this system we're aiming to get some sort of equality and have access to education a privilege that was denied to us by your religion your social structure and your gods Now to be honest when I got into college through the SC quota I felt a need to clarify to my peers that I had actually also gotten enough marks in the entrance test to have gotten through the general quota as well In a history class in the first year of college when we were discussing reservations and why it's a good thing and why representation matters the professor had asked people who got admission through reservation to raise their hands and I was one of the last people to raise my hand I felt shame that in a batch of 120 people i was one of the very few to have availed the reservation system but that was 4 years ago i don't feel shame anymore since then i've read learned and understood more i am only the second generation from my family to have gone to college my dad was the first and before him nothing i've learned from him the horrid nature of how casteism manifests itself in higher education institutes and what he had to go through to get to where he is now but that's not the point if you think you're casteless 
then that castelessness has come about only and only because of your social and cultural capital. Oh, another example of social and cultural capital plays out in your language choices. I've come across people who make fun of others purely because the pronunciations are wrong or they have a bit of a regional accent to them. Now, language is not just a method of communication, but it's also a mechanism of power. And I've seen this happening a lot in my social circles and even in schools. That someone with an accent or someone who's trying their very best to speak in English, which by the way is a language they're not born with, a language that no one at home speaks because their parents probably studied in a Hindi or a Marathi medium school, they are made fun of by children from supposedly good families because they can't speak like them. Went on a bit of a tangent there, but coming back to the point. Let's talk about elite private universities, big companies, and how the barrier of entry into these is insurmountable for most people. Before I talk about my experience, I want to say that this is purely just my experience from being in an elite media college. Your thoughts and experiences might differ, and if you want to talk more about your experience, we can. And I can put that up as another episode. So, let's begin. I attended arguably the best undergrad media course that was there in India in 2016. Before that, I studied in a government institution for 11th and 12th grade, where there were people from all social classes. Honestly, college was a bit of a culture shock coming from my past experience. Never before had I been surrounded by so many rich people. I didn't even know something like clubbing culture existed before I got into college. Hell, I had pasta for the first time when I was in 11th grade, but anyway, anyway. The fees were a lot, in lakhs per year. And when you look at college, it's not purely an academic institute, right? You make friends, you go out with them to restaurants, cafes, movies, dates, whatever. Now, what I'm trying to say is, if you're someone who hasn't come from generational wealth or a place of privilege, even if you get admission into a great private college, gelling well with your peers who are used to these kinds of spaces can prove to be difficult. I was very shocked to learn that people my age would spend anywhere from 5 to 10,000 rupees in one night at a club or a restaurant. And I wasn't used to this. Hell, even to order something worth 500 rupees, I would ask my mom permission like 10 times. Are you sure I can order this? Are you pakka sure? Now, I'm not being salty or calling out people for their lifestyle choices. It was just very different from what I had experienced so far in life. And I also come from a lot of privilege now, so I can't really complain. Let's talk about exploitation, money, and internships. As part of our training, we had to intern at whichever media organization we wanted to and which was hiring. Now, a lot of these internships were unpaid and required students to move to other cities, mostly Mumbai or Delhi. Let's try to understand why this can be a problem for most people. Moving from one city to another costs money. You have to look for a place to live for the one, one and a half month that you'll be working there. You also need to figure out food and travel. All of this effort to work at a place essentially for exposure and skills where you're not getting anything in return monetarily. I worked for around a month in Mumbai at a place where I didn't really learn anything at all. I had to leave the organization early because there literally wasn't any work and I was spending a lot of money renting a place and I was spending a lot of money on utilities and food and travel. I think I spent around 27-28,000 in just that one month and learned nothing at all. College, on the other hand, was actually telling me to stay on for a bit and be positive. 
if being positive could have helped me pay the rent i very gladly would have stayed but i didn't want to waste any more of my parents money now you could argue that this is opportunity cost and you have to work for free sometimes i agree with you sure but only in some cases when you're going to intern through a quote unquote prestigious university as part of your coursework should it not be their responsibility to make sure that the students are getting a fair pay and aren't being exploited for their labor is that too much to ask from a multimillion dollar university i think so because all that these big institutes and universities care about is their image so the onus for students to not be exploited has to fall on the students themselves and their employers because the colleges just don't care so employers open that purse pay your interns because by paying your interns you're validating their work and attaching a sense of dignity to it money is a great incentive no matter what these entrepreneurship dude bros can tell you money helps more than your hustle culture and your instagram grind reel money pays the bills not exposure now this is what i mean by the circle of privilege privileged people enter elite private universities they then go to intern at big companies because who would deny free labor they come out of these internships often having secured a preplacement offer if you're someone who can't afford to spend that much money and move cities to work at these places while not actually getting anything in return money wise it's your loss some other privileged person who can do this will have your spot and then when the person who got the preplacement offer starts working at the company they contact the elite private university for interns again and more privileged people come to intern they then get their preplacement offer too and the cycle continues Now of course not all internships are exploitative some actually do pay well but those are exceptions the norm is exploitation especially in media where is the space for people who don't have the means or money necessary to do this kind of work is the media space only for people who can move cities and work for free does social and cultural capital matter more than hard work and talent i don't know i don't know the answers but if you do please reach out to me and let's talk about it a lot of my friends who've started their own organizations or are freelancers they always make it a point to pay whoever they're working with not in exposure or not in instagram tags but in money because at the end of the day that's what matters if individuals can do this i'm sure even organizations can now just to remind you these are all my thoughts and experiences I don't mean anyone any ill will I'm just asking questions while we're asking questions why is it that these private media colleges who take lakhs in fees by the way why can they not provide students with enough equipment or capital for their final degree projects again this is personal experience and I am pissed for my final degree project we had to make a short film as a group and you want to guess how much money college gave us to make the film I'll give you a few seconds 5000 5000 rupees only which is reimbursed after the filming is done keep in mind that this was apparently india's number one undergrad media college at one time to give you some context a good short film with proper light sound and camera work like we'd been taught in college it costs money now i'll tell you what you can actually get for 5000 rupees one camera plus a very basic lens on rent for one day only and as you know no film has ever been made in a day 
no lights, no travel cost, no money to pay the actors. It's just not enough. I think the college knows that these are a privileged bunch and they'll figure out the money stuff. Maybe ask their parents or relatives. Because of course, after being fed a healthy dose of great films by people like Bunuel, Truffaut, Godard, Benegal and Ray, who wants to make a shitty film? And this is just production cost, by the way. We haven't even spoken about post-production, that is, the editing of the film. Now, most of us did have laptops that can edit, but what about those who may not even have that? Oh, also, software is expensive. Who pays for that? I mean, if you are teaching video editing, After Effects, Photoshop and Illustrator in a college setting and taking a hefty fee for that, I'm sure you pay full price for the softwares, right? Or some price at least? Oh, it's all pirated? Mm. Okay. Anyway, we ended up crowdfunding for our degree film and raised around 1 lakh rupees, which helped in making, in my opinion, a very good short film. So yeah, I just wanted to get this out there and hopefully make you see things a little differently. If you're someone who wants to get into film school, please do your research about things like this beforehand so you don't get shortchanged like most of us did. Was college a good experience for me and did I make friends that I will cherish for a long time to come? Yes. But you should also know that these are places of immense privilege and if you're not from a similar background, you may feel out of place and unwelcome. If you're someone who wants to discuss this circle of privilege that maybe exists in your field, be it law or medicine or engineering, I would genuinely love to listen and maybe tell more people about it. You can reach out to me on Twitter or Instagram. My handle is Anchashil with three E's. I'll include all my links in the show notes, so please feel free to reach out. It would mean the world to me if you could share this with someone and maybe help them also see things a little differently. That was it for today's episode. My name is Panchil. This is The Punch Pod, and I will see you in the next one.